though I always had like a really weak immune system and really a lot of like issues with food and had seen basically every type of doctor that exists and been tested for every type of everything that exists and never got any answers really for my whole life. Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. does the year feel like it's already flying by? I mean, the holidays feel like they were literally ages ago and we're just in mid-January. But yeah, I'm really excited. We head up, the team and I, to the retreat house to knock out some really cool, exciting stuff. We have so much in store for you all this year. And I think all of us are just really brimming with excitement because we just keep riffing on how it can be cooler and better and more exciting. So I'm really excited to spend that time with them and super grateful to Kristen Dahl, who is going to be coming up to Private Chef for us. She's an incredible herbalist and nutritionist and private chef. Give her a check out. There's a link below so that we can just kind of really focus on the work and the content for anybody who's been up there or who is traveling up there, we have a whole guide of how to shop and what to pack uh, before hitting there. They do have a little health food store, but especially during the winter, our CSA is down until it reopens in the spring. So we really try to prep you on where to pick up some really cool, fresh, local veggies of wherever you're coming from, coming through to get there. And for anybody who is really interested in staying, we have opened up the entire calendar year all the way until December at the end of this year. So summer and spring will certainly fill up very quickly, especially because we are opening it up to the full public. That means anybody going up through to Yosemite. So make sure to click the link below if you're thinking to head there with family, couples, team retreats. That's what we do often. Certainly the river starts up, which is my main heart point for going. I mean, there's so many, so many things. Even when I go this time, when I have downtime, I'll head up to Yosemite. I think I'm going to take my dad to dinner and go check out the snow. It's especially beautiful to go during the winter because it's not quite Disneyland yet, meaning it's not just full of a ton of people taking photos all the time. It actually feels really sacred and calm and beautiful. You kind of feel that death a little bit, not in the traditional sense of what death can represent to us through societal programming, but that quietness, that stillness, that calmness and the snow, it's just really, really sacred and beautiful. So I'm very excited. Check out the link below if you have been wanting to head up there. 
Today's episode is awesome. We've actually had it up our sleeve for a while, but because we've been, and our intention this year is to make this podcast the destination point for manifestation to really support you on the deepest level possible, and certainly anybody else in your life who is interested in manifestation, we've had to hold on to some really amazing episodes as we have launched these new series, like Explained, which was last week. If you haven't checked that out, we covered Expanders. And certainly we did Manifestation 101 before that. And we have a couple of really cool new series in store for you as well. So you'll certainly want to check those out. And we do have a really good process episode coming out next week that you will want to tune into. So, you know, stay ready for that. But we have Jordan Younger, who everybody probably knows, many of you know and love. I've been on her podcast twice. We'll link those below. Certainly go check those out if you're interested. Jordan is just sort of the mecca of wellness. You're going to hear a lot about her journey in here. She is the founder of The Balanced Blonde, and she really is so open about her spiritual journey in this episode. She'll actually kind of blow your mind with her gifts. I don't think she's really shared her gifts in a lot of other places, and she shares and sees some things in here that Shaman Durek saw. Totally unbeknownst to me that she had the specific of gifts. We get in deep on her Lyme journey and healing and the tools she's using. Of course, we kind of talk about the bean protocol. We go deep into healers, healing modalities, and we kind of go all over the place. I mean, it's a really fun, packed, spiritual, awesome episode that you will enjoy. So let's get into it. Oh my God, he'll start crying. What? He'll start, I call it his scream meowing, where he'll just like scream and meow at the same time. To get people out of the house? To get attention. He oh wants them there God. as long as we're paying attention to him. He's, and he's never cat, done that so to me when I'm there. He's always yeah, like sleeping. And- you're right. So he's he's either that, like super calm, not really involved, or he's like, play with me, look at me. Give What's, me attention. We don't know his birthday, right? July 6th. You knew when he was born, even yeah. though he rescued him at that shelter. Yeah. So, because he was actually born in a family's backyard, like this stray cat wandered into this family's backyard and they took care of the kittens until they were old enough to go to the shelter. So July 6th, wow. same birthday as my brother <gasps> and three days before my mom. Well, your mom's so, a cancer too? Yeah. What's your dad again? He's a Leo. Leo. And, he, and he's a reflector. I That's just too much to handle. I, I know. And he's so not been living his design. No. Ever, ever. I thought for sure he was a generator or a manifesting generator. So he's his whole life never lived like a reflector. But in some ways he has, I mean, he's an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. He has been since he was Tell us that, like, what have you learned since being a reflector? What, what are, what do you identify with? I know everybody's chart is so individual, but what are the key aspects you identify with and how it's benefiting your life? That's such a good question. So learning about human design and being a reflector has completely changed my life in every way possible. I think it's been like two years since I first met Jenna. And I remember telling her, yeah, so I think I'm a reflector based off of the chart online. And she was saying, wow, if you're actually a reflector, that's a really big deal. It's 1% of the population. And at the time, I had no idea what that meant. And then when she started to tell me 
what that meant, which was how sensitive we are. All of the centers are open. There's nothing colored in. That makes a ton of sense to me because when I'm around people, I just soak in their energy, their personality, everything as if it's my own. Mm-hmm. And basically just kind of being that person who reflects others back to them, mm-hmm. that made so much sense to me. I feel like I've been doing that without trying to do that my whole life, just by beating to the tune of my own drum, mm-hmm. doing things really differently from everyone I knew, everyone I went to college with, and everyone I grew up with. And people would always just kind of be like, wow, you're really going for it. You're really focusing on what you love. And I think it was always very confusing to people, even my parents. And knowing that I'm a reflector and that reflectors just have to live so differently in order to thrive and be happy and be basically survive. The world is a hard place and not to mention the sensitivity factor health wise, food wise, eating alone has changed my life. Yeah. Tell me the things you've actually implemented that you're like, I could never go back. Eating alone. I mean, in social situations, occasionally I'll eat with other people, but it's not ideal. I don't enjoy it as much. And I feel like I digest other people's emotions along with my food, which is pretty hard. Mm -hmm. And I've always found that I can just enjoy food more when I focus on it, when I'm eating by myself. So that's been a huge thing. Just allowing myself more alone time and more downtime and similar to a projector working way fewer hours Mm -hmm. in the day and the week where before I was operating very much the way that I had been taught, which is work as hard as you can for as long as you can, seven days a week, Mm -hmm. basically. As someone who started their own business, I felt like that's the only way to live. And then really when I met Jenna and learned about being a reflector, it gave me that permission to think, wow, I really do thrive off of working three-ish hours a day, which doesn't sound like that much, but when it's really focused energy, yeah. And then being around people for about two or three hours at a time, where before I, I always felt like something was wrong with me or I was like really low energy at times. And now I get it. There's nothing wrong with me. I can just implement those things and feel so much better. What's your cultural upbringing and background? I feel like this is like going to be a redo of the first of me on your podcast. Yeah. But now we get to really hear you. Yeah, which is so fun. So I grew up in Sacramento and both of my parents grew up in Sacramento. Wow. So we're kind of Sacramento people. You're second generation or third now? Second. My grandparents were born in Arkansas on my dad's side and Boston on my mom's side. And then before that, Italy, Germany, all over Scandinavia, basically all over the place. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my family is very Sacramento based. And, and I'm from Modesto. Well, Modesto yeah, and Mariposa. I know, yeah. which makes me feel so connected to you. Yeah. And Northern Libra California. Aquarius. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm the youngest of four, but I'm also my mom and dad's only child together. So I'm kind of like an only child and the youngest of four, which has always been really cool to have both. And I went to a really small school, pre-K through 12th, Sacramento Country Day. It's 
very um, creative and liberal artsy and we were always encouraged to just do what we love so for me that was writing drawing painting um theater how did your parents come to make that decision I feel like in like where I come from people just weren't thinking about that they just like toss you where you go publicly or blah right. blah blah but how did your mom or dad come to that decision well so before my parents were together and my dad had three kids he sent them to public school and he just did he wasn't thinking about it like you're saying but my mom came into the picture when my brother was young and my sisters were already in high school and told my dad it would be beneficial to put him maybe in a private school where he'll get more attention and my dad had been working for so hard for so many years at this point it was an option for them to be able to do that so it was really my mom who was thinking wow. about it and thought that that would be good and then I think it was also based off of my personality getting those small classrooms and getting all of that attention and just kind of letting my imagination run wild was very very good for me mm-hmm. so once they put me there it was very clear that I would stay there for 14 years as I did with the same 42 kids. Wow. It's it's really small. I mean, 42 kids per grade. Okay. Yeah. And it gave me the opportunity to work in the pre-K for like eight years, which was truly one of the highlights of my life. I always wanted to be like a preschool teacher, a kindergarten teacher, which didn't happen. But in an alternate parallel universe it probably is Uh that was so fun for me because our school was so small we were on the same campus as the kindergartners preschoolers when we were in 12th grade wow about to go to college yeah and all of my dreams that I have now like almost all of them still occur (gasps) there mine do at my family's ranch like only scary dreams every one of them are on that ranch what is that about scary and positive I was just telling Jonathan this last night because I had a really weird dream that was centered around being there at country day but it had nothing to do with the school that was just the location of the dream and he was there and I've taken him there. I don't know. It's it's so wild. I don't know what it means. I I've think, never heard that from anybody else either. Yeah. To have recurring dreams always at one place. Yeah. I think our subconscious, I spent obviously so much time oh, there. Oh, yeah. More than your that, house. Yeah. For all those years, I think my subconscious is very rooted there. But then I also wonder what else is going on when I think of all like the stuff that we love well let's get into the stuff what stuff are you into right now oh my god like what's new on your radar we can talk real aliens I know so you know I'm so into aliens Pleiadians Mm -hmm. the Pleiadians I started so for everyone listening I started connecting with the Pleiadian light beings about like two and a half years ago they started to talk to you in your sleep right like yeah yeah so they would kind of come into my room and what I would see them like these light light beings like working on my brain stitching up my brain in the middle of the night and I met this shaman in Ojai Nicola who's actually officiating our wedding wow who taught me who they were she used to have a an almond milk company she walked up to me like soul gazing through my eyes I was with Meredith Baird from Nusafer and one other person and she went you're a star being. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know what that was. And she was looking and she was like, yeah, do you know what that is? And I said, no, tell me everything. She's like, come to visit me sometime. I used to have that almond milk company. And back when I was just like blogging holistic stuff, I had known of the almond milk company. But ever since then, she was the first person who told me I was a star being. Oh my God. So tell me about your experience. You and I have a really similar experience then. Because the first time that I ever met Nicola was at Cafe Gratitude in Venice. (laughs) Um, this is hilarious. It was like six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Mine was probably around that time. And she had her almond milk company and that was the first brand that I worked with on my blog. Wow. The Blonde Vegan. When the Blonde Vegan was like brand new. Yeah. The first blog that I had. And I met with her and we didn't talk about like alien stuff at all. It was all about the almond milk and health. And then I moved to New York. We were friends on Facebook, me and Nicola. But we didn't stay in touch beyond that. And then many years passed. And two years ago, she sent me, sent me a message and said, if you're coming to Ojai anytime soon, I would love to meet with you and give you a reading. I'm a shamanic energy alchemist now. And, and <laughs> totally. I was like, wow, how funny. I'm coming to Ojai this weekend. Wow. I mean, it was obviously so divine. Yeah. Divine. And then I walked in and... Same thing. She soul gazed right into my eyes, into my soul, and she was crying. She was very teary eyed and said, You're a star being, you're a Pleiadian. The Pleiadians, oh, now I'm watching your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you, what are you seeing? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm somewhere else. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, I was seeing, so, whoa. Yeah, what's happening? Okay. Yeah, tell me. me. I'm seeing, first, I was seeing like an old, older Native American woman. She's always with me and there's one on the property here. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel, I see it really strongly. And I was also seeing like, like monkey energy. Okay. All right. There's a monkey. Yes. Oh my God. So anybody (laughs) who heard the Shaman Durek episode back in August? August. Uh Uh-huh. So... And also I'm working with this medium. I'm like starting to work with my mediumship gifts and I'm apprenticing Mm. under her. And so when I first was, we were first looking at this house to buy because we're here at the Topanga house. And when I left the first time as I was going to sleep that night, we were staying at an Airbnb in uh, Topanga right before bed, this animal visited me and it was like an orange raccoon mixed with a monkey. Um, It had like more orangey, reddish brown, very like bright eyes, big bright eyes, Uh but more of a monkey tail. And I was like, fuck, this place is haunted. Because I'm always, we talk about that, like spirits around him. And then I like let it go. And it visited me one time after the house closed. And so I met with this this woman. She's not a shaman. She's a medium. And, you know, I asked her about it. And she was like, it's an ally. It lives on. And I asked it to go. It said it doesn't want to leave. It wants to help you with the land. The land's very sacred. And then when Shaman Durg was on the podcast, he, I was like, did I ask him about the animal or did he bring up the animal? And it was the, yeah, the monkey that's thing. that's what I'm saying. I and mean, the Native American woman. Or she was more like of a Tahitian, mm, sacred, like indigenous woman. Beautiful. So that's, well, they're, both they're around. Yeah. In you. Wow. And around you. Yeah. I mean, your face shape-shifted into the monkey. Wow. 
I was like, how do I tell her this? Her yeah. face is a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I know. And it's Go ahead, amazing though. because Nicola was the first person whose face I saw shapeshift. <gasps> and ever since then, it's like that key has been unlocked. What did her shift into then? An older Native American man. Wow. And that was most likely one of the shamans who gave her the keys to communicate with the Pleiadians. Wow. And because she was studying with shamans for many years before she kind of just realized she is a shaman and mm-hmm. you know certifications are you just are or yeah you yeah, aren't. yeah yeah and, um, yeah level two shamanism yeah exactly <laughs> shaman school she she taught me so much just in that one meeting and it really opened my eyes and it brought to light everything like that's when I was starting to get really sick and I was having rashes all over me and she was telling me things like you you have a crystalline soul, like this just pure, purest star being soul. And you're you also have like a very angry inner child and mm. like you're about to go on a really difficult health journey. Wow. And you can you can fix it by listening to your angry inner child, or you can just not. And I didn't really. So that I mean, I have gotten really sick uh, over the last couple of years, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But the Pleiadians have been a really big guiding force for me. Um, and what are they usually communicating? Like what is their messaging or how are they helping you usually? So it's very fifth dimensional consciousness, all about love and living a, ha- a happier, more light filled life. So all of their messages are so positive. They will have me give messages to other people a lot of the time, like things that they, and it's always people who are seeking answers. Mm -hmm. I don't just unsolicited really talk unless we're very close. And then if I call on them to really help me with support about specific things, like this course that I created several months ago, they basically created it, created it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, or, or fully, because when I listen to it, I'm like, that wasn't me. Yeah, like pure channeling, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing. So they've given me a lot of insights. A lot of times it's things that I don't want to hear, mm-hmm. like having to continuously slow down in a much deeper capacity than I thought that I was going to have to, mm-hmm. because it's much slower than... Um, than most people's lives that I see. Well, and, and just like current culture. Yeah. If it was 200 years ago, I'm sure it'd be quite simple for Oh, for you. sure. Yeah, but this so, level of stimulation. Yeah, they're always telling me like, not enough. And I was asking them, should I, because I've been considering, should I move to Ojai? Should I be in a more nature-filled kind place? Like mm-hmm. you have been such an eye-opener and expander for me to see what that can do for Mm -hmm. someone's health and happiness and the Pleiadians have told me it's not about where you live Uh, you're missing the point (gasps) you it's much more about like the way that you're living your life Mm. and addressing like wherever you go there you are Mm -hmm. and you have a lot to address so you can do it here Wow. Yeah. And what are your tools for somebody who's interested in trying to connect more? I mean, you probably have it in the course. Yeah. But like, what are those key things they can do to start to open up that Claire, which, mm-hmm. whichever of the Claire's they're going to use, maybe audio. Sentient. Yeah. 
I mean, I think the first thing is just getting quiet. We often don't do that, even have any space in our day where we're doing nothing Mm -hmm. and we're just either meditating or it doesn't even have to be a full meditation. It can be in the bath or on a walk where you're not listening to a podcast or scrolling Instagram or checking your email or talking to somebody on the phone where you really just let your mind go blank. And that's been the biggest thing for me is giving time for those messages to come through. Mm -hmm. And the culture we live in now is so stimulated. There's no moment in the day if you don't want to, where you don't have to be completely immersed Mm -hmm. in other things all the time. And we all, I fall into that trap too, which is why I like to take the first part of my day, at least 30 minutes, to not turn on my phone, Mm -hmm. do my own thing, journal, meditate, let my mind wander. That's been huge. Mm -hmm. And then trust because we start to get these messages. And if you start to feel like you're opening up psychically, clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, then a lot of times we just don't trust ourselves. Totally. And I am big into that because I didn't trust myself for so long, even after that first meeting with Nicola. And I felt so empowered. And I was on a trip to Ojai with three of my closest friends. And I ran out and told them, like, oh, my God, this is the most exciting thing that's like, ever going what? to happen to me. Well, they were – they loved it. Well, they were not into it at yeah. all in the way that I was. But they also were like, this is so you. And they were kind of like, I wish I was that. But Whoa. the cool thing is we're, we are all tapped into – many things totally so then we all went to see Nicola of course I dragged them and they had their own connections like to the forest and other things so trust Trust. because after that initial meeting with her I don't think I really trusted my messages for Mm -hmm. a good year and I was getting sicker and sicker Mm -hmm. and sicker and then I went to Bali and thought that I was going to heal there and do this whole healing trip and blog about it and get better and that was just like the lowest of low Mm -hmm. dark darkest time in my life because I was just covered in head-to-toe hives too exhausted to get out of bed pretty much the whole time that I was in Bali and the great thing was because I was so disconnected from people in my life and so far away from all my distractions I channeled the whole time channeled poetry channeled this amazing teacher in my life who passed away just a couple years ago but at my really tiny school we were very close me and this teacher from 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 country day oh my god Um, she was my eighth grade English teacher I mean she's like one of the most special people I've ever known and she really awakened in me the gift of writing and that's been my biggest passion ever since And even before that, but she was the first person to really like go deep into it with me. So I channeled her in Bali just endlessly. Wow. And she taught me a lot. So trust. I finally trusted it because I knew her voice so well and I knew so much that it was her. Wow. And then I checked in with one of my trusted mediums like tell me if this is actually happening or am I just like crazy making this up and she talked to her and 
confirmed it with me, which I think is always nice too, to have mentors and teachers mm-hmm. who we can go to, who can confirm and guide us. Completely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. I think that's really great. I also think like a big key component is being open to the possibility. Yeah. Because I feel like I find with my gifts, I'll be really resistant, resistant and like rah, rah, in the ground, I'm very earth, like, you know, centered in the earth. And then I'll be like, okay, no, I'm really going to expand and open up to the fact that I do have this particular gift and I'm just going to let it be what it is. Like for instance, Shaman Dirk was on and I had consecutively had multiple people around me who were like, your mediumship's going to get a lot stronger and stronger and stronger and blah, blah, blah. And it took enough people and expanders for me to be open enough to it. And since then I've had many spirits visit me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so it's like that, that yeah. open, you and finally open up. Being open and then declaring to the spirits and mm. to the universe, I'm ready for this yeah. because then I think, and what I've learned through this process is when we're not ready, when our human self is not ready, the spirits are not going to push us yeah. and they don't want to scare us. I mean, in your case, you've seen a lot of haunted mm-hmm. things and they have scared you, totally. but ultimately a lot of the spirits, they don't want to scare us and they don't want to push us into anything that we're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to declare to the universe a lot, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. And that's my personality. And then I will go too far, too fast. (laughs) And that has caused a lot of my physical sickness too, Mm -hmm. because I'm always saying it's very hard to be a human. And like, this is so hard for me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to be in this body because my soul and my spirit are somewhere else. Yeah. So merging those two has been a lot of my work in my physical healing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. It's so funny too about like what you're saying. And I think it's really important the way you're communicating it, even to the extent of when I finally was like, okay, I I am open to this gift. The first time a spirit, because I'd never seen one, they always make communication through things, you know, it's like hiding things and doing things, opening Mm -hmm. door, you know, it was always that, which I'm still not convinced that it wasn't actually just my spirit guides doing that for me to wake up and stuff. But when I first saw a spirit, I was actually doing Surya Spa, going through oh, the whole, the yeah, the best, the whole Pachakarma. And there was first uh, like an older woman that visited me and it was a, a younger boy that visited me during a treatment to speak to one of the girls that was working on me or just to be around her. And then it ended up like a few weeks later was like a 13 year old girl, but they're always through my mind's eye. Right. And I was always so afraid that they'd be like standing in, I'm like, grandma, don't stand in front of me. Totally. Totally. But But they're just presenting that way. That makes a lot of sense. Very simple and not scary at all. Once I was like, oh, this is what you're going to do. That's fine. Yeah. I think something is very special about Surya Spa and those Panchakarmas, those Ayurvedic treatments, because one of also the first time that I was like open enough to have someone come into my mind, someone in my life who has passed away was during a Panchakarma <gasps> Surya Spa. Were you getting, what, what treatment was happening well? Shirodara. So it was a Shirodara. Yeah, was I yours too? never know. I always got them during Abhyanga. Okay. Mine, but they would place the thing on my head to calm my vata. Yeah, (laughs) like right over my third eye. I would, I would get so relaxed during the abhyanga that I think it was opening me up, and then I got 
it was my mom's, one of my mom's really good friends who passed away like 10 years ago. And she just gave me really specific messages from my mom. What were they? I mean, you don't um, have to share the no, personal. No, I'm happy yeah. to. How she, did she, did she speak them? Like, it was all just, yeah. And that's what's been confusing. That is what used to be and still can be confusing for me is that there's so similar almost to what my own thoughts would me be too. that that is so confusing and then that's that's another it, point of belief that yeah, I'm trying to strengthen same and so back then I really after sharing what with my mom what she told me and getting such confirmation from my mom then I really knew it. yeah then <laughs> it you're her. like it's time um, yeah because she had come through and said I want you to know that and and I just felt her energy I knew who it was your mom was my best friend <gasps> and She took such good care of me when I was sick and I appreciate her so much and I just love her and Byron so much, which was my dad Mm. and they're just such special people. And then she told, she has a twin sister and Mm. so she talked about her and then talked about some of her memories with my mom and like really specific adjectives to describe my mom. And I told my mom and she was like, oh my God, she always told me at the end of her life that I was her best friend mm. and how much she appreciated me in that way. Because they were close. They, I don't know. I didn't know that they were considering themselves best friends. Mm-hmm. And it was just really interesting. And wow. Really and do you special. get this communication a lot aside from the Palladians? Yeah. You so, do, like spirits. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking, I mean, of the handful of people I know who have died, most of them I've communicated with or pretty much all of them and mm-hmm. I think it's because and I don't call on them really yeah except for my teacher yeah I call on her she she's helps probably me a, a guy yeah she is I think it's because a lot of these people who have passed away because of like where I grew up in Sacramento and the people that we know there aren't any other um, people who are open to speaking to them who yeah. know their family yeah. and I think that's why they will come through Because sometimes I'm like, why me? To some of these people who I did not know very well. And they've made it clear it's because you're the only one that can actually relay this message. Which I pretty much, I I do like 50% of the time. Just only if I think it's going to help people and Mm -hmm. not scare them. I think that's so important. It's Mm -hmm. funny, my dog does it to me. Uh, Not Barley, but my other one. She'll ping me when something's wrong. Uh So for instance, we were, I was in France and she had OD'd by getting into her dog sitter's uh, ibuprofen, like was at the bottom of a bag. Oh my gosh. She was literally like in the hospital dying. And before bed, I was like, Barley keeps pinging me. I wonder if something's up, but that's the only time she'll do it. But the other one that we adopted, Max's, and I'm sure you get this all the time with Hudson. Yeah. But uh, the other one will ping me to be like, what am I having for dinner? What are you doing? So I miss cute. you. Are you mad at me? Like, Oh my God, yeah. that's so cute. I know. And I don't quite know how to communicate back, except Same. I just send her pictures. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because when I spoke, I spoke to a dog psychic for Barley, which was actually a very hilarious reading that only consisted of design and food. Oh my God. For that's sure. Hilarious. Like one pivotal point was I was asking her, do you when I fly these longer flights, you know, do you want to go with me or stay with my dad on the ranch? Cause my dad's like pretty cowboy. Like uh-huh. he's not like sensitive to dogs and she's a whole different dog when she's around him, which is probably a far healthier dog because <laughs> yeah. he's an alpha. 
And she said, yeah, I actually, I don't mind staying there because in the morning he makes these English, these English muffins with butter and jelly on them. And I called my dad and I was like, dad, do you make that for breakfast? And he was like, yeah, for your sister, but Barley's never had a bite. She doesn't, she, she, she's like so, smelling them and seeing <laughs> them. so food motivated that, is that she'll stay so, there for the food. Just to look at it. Just to smell it. That's to be the around funniest it. thing I know. ever. But that psychic said that mostly animals communicate through photos like that telepathically. makes sense yeah that's good to know i know because when i'm gone for a while i try to send hudson the message of like i miss you i'm coming home soon i'm safe but i'm gonna start trying to send him more like Pictures. imagery stuff yeah like oh. in bali you'll just send him like drinking a coconut by yeah the beach. exactly <laughs> be like fuck you guys exactly <laughs> usually the message that he sends me when i'm gone is like calm down like you're way more worried than i am about being oh separated. he's always like that he's like totally calling dog psychics to see if we exactly together. he's like yeah literally don't ask again about our past lives <laughs> you know that we have them he's so funny so yeah wow. he's always like i'm fine Aww. but then he gets mad he does he likes for me to be gone for three nights or less so when i'm gone for like two weeks I'm always checking in with him like, I'm sorry, I'm coming home soon. And he's like, yeah, well, you miss me a lot. I know. (laughs) It's so funny. That's so sweet. I know, my little man. Let's pivot into your health journey because I think a lot of people on here, I've struggled as we've talked about on your podcast with many health issues, which I feel are nearly almost fully resolved. And then you've obviously gone through the ringer and it finally became more crystallized when you could actually figure out what you were diagnosed with. Do you want to take us through your journey? And then I want to know what's been the most effective in healing so far for you. So I started experiencing about like, God, when was this? Two years ago? Two or three years ago, I started experiencing these horrible rashes. And this is after having a sensitive body for my whole life and having a lot of health issues. When I was young, I had whooping cough and pneumonia when I was a child and I, my family thought I was going to die and I missed school for a year Whoa! when I was in third grade and it really compromised my immune system. And first I got sick that year because there was mold in my classroom. And so nine kids in my class got pneumonia. But then of course, and I say of course, because this is just the trajectory of my life. I got the sickest and was out of school for Mm. an entire year also being a reflector and I think just being like a star being a very like taking a body do you think this is one of your first times in a body no I think I've had many lives okay because even though I feel so connected to the stars I also feel so connected to the earth Mm. and I've gotten messages and when I'm speaking to my soul seeing that I've had so many lives wow. like in contrast to someone like Jonathan my fiance who's basically had none because he's that like the best? such a baby yeah yeah uh-huh. that's how our other dog is too I'm like this is for sure your first or second time yeah. in body totally Just like so pure and happy and like that's whatever totally Jonathan wow I'm like I can't couldn't be that way if I tried but wow. I love having that around me yeah um so I always had like a really weak immune system and really a lot of like issues with food and 
had seen basically every type of doctor that exists and been tested for every type of everything that exists and never got any answers really from my whole life. And then I got these horrible rashes a few years ago. And then around the same time, I was getting so tired and such chronic fatigue that I couldn't really sustain my life and couldn't get out of bed. Um, couldn't exercise anymore and didn't even want to do anything or see anyone. It was just, I was so tired. I couldn't even fathom how anyone would willingly want to like do things Mm. because it was just impossible to me. And I also found out that I had developed a fibroid on my uterus. That's when I think I met you. Yeah. It was right then. Yeah. The size of a grapefruit. And when I did, I thought all of these health things were not connected and I thought everything like oh my god my body's just breaking down and all these hormonal imbalances and for a while I didn't know am I allergic to food am I allergic to the environment what's going on and luckily finally well probably a lot of people online suggested Lyme but I didn't even really know what the symptoms of Lyme were Uh, a friend of mine finally said I met this Lyme disease specialist and she was explaining to me who most of her patients are, which are young women with fibroids and rashes and mm. chronic fatigue and hormone imbalances. You should need, you need to go see her. So I did. And I just always say that my friend Celeste, who came to me with that is like my angel oh, because totally. meeting my doctor and getting the tests for Lyme and mold and co-infections completely saved my life. And it was right after that trip to Bali, which was like my rock bottom, one, yeah. of, one of them. And then I got all these answers that I had Lyme and the co-infections of Babesia and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and Bartonella and all these things that sound like a different language. <laughs> But I had like 20 of them. Jesus. And then genetic mutations, which I I know you have. And mast cell activation syndrome, which was causing the hives. And then extreme, very high amounts of black mold. Mm. So from toxin from school, but from my apartment that I was living in. And then I moved and started treating Lyme about a year and a half ago. And... It has been such a journey. Such a journey. Mm -hmm. What have been, because I know you've tried so, like I have so many things. What have actually been like profoundly effective for you so far? Yeah. So I immediately when I got diagnosed, I started doing IV ozone that day and hyperbaric chamber because my doctor has all this in her office and was put on so many different herbs and supplements and a couple of different medications like antifungals and antiparasitics and stuff because I also had so many parasites yeah. and all this gut dysbiosis. And um, I religiously did all of that for like nine or 10 months and was doing 10 pass ozone every week where they clean your blood with fresh ozone and then they put the blood back into your body. It's like PRP kind of, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then it's just going straight back into your vein. Wow. And every time I would do it, it would make me really tired and make me feel a lot worse, which is it could be a good sign that the toxins are getting killed or it could just not be a good sign because you just feel so awful. 
So simultaneously, I was doing stuff at Surya Spa and always just trying to balance my hormones and go partially the Ayurvedic route Mm -hmm. and doing things like Was that beneficial for you when you did it? Really beneficial. Yeah, very supportive, I bet. It's always amazing. It's just that when I was so sick, I just had so many toxins that a week of a panchakarma wasn't going to make me feel better. And I was so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I would do those ionic foot baths at... Serious what spa, colors were yours? Just black. Yeah, I mine mean, was like, black and orange. And I would always be like, why? How do I have so many toxins? I yeah. eat so healthy. I live so healthy. Basically more than anyone that I know other than people in our wellness industry, but people in my friends and family and <sighs> always had so many toxins and now it makes sense. So I started doing colonics every week. That became really helpful to get rid of the parasites and also just like off. emotionally release. Yeah. And Who do you go to? I go to Monica. Me too. Oh yeah. Monica. Yeah. Oh yeah. She told me yeah, and she she's loves you. She's amazing. I love she's... her. She checked in with me. I have a very hard time with colonics. I want to know if other people are having a very well, hard time. Some people do for sure. I, I mean, mean, I know definitely like the emotional and all of that, but like even when I do enemas, this will be gra- graphic for a minute. I'm no, just bouncing mind. off to see. I do enemas every day. <laughs> do I, you? I totally I get should it. be to get everything out right now that's detoxifying. But like I have this moment with enema or colonics where like it's a full body convulsion kind of feeling like my bile has just released and it's like everything hurts inside of me. Is that normal to have that every time you do either of them? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And it's actually like I keep intuitively getting the ping where it's like, because I'm doing this whole protocol, which I'll tell you about too. I know. But I'm getting, I keep getting the ping where it's like you don't need it right now. That makes sense. And so I don't know if I'm too sensitive for it. I mean, I know it's not for everybody. Um, I'd be curious to hear what Monica would say. I, well, Monica says there are toxins and emotional release right. for sure. I was thinking that's what yeah. she would would say I mean that's the thing like to the point I have to get off of her bed and go to the bathroom oh yeah because I'm like it's, I get that yeah it becomes really uncomfortable or it's just not, like the two a tube's not enough and right things are no high. yeah 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 <laughs> I've been there as well I okay. totally get it I think also I mean it's just different our body is different every yeah. single time we go yeah. and every every week so or every day So that's really interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's normal to be in that much pain unless you need it that much. But it's so funny because it's even with enemas. Right. And enemas should be like really chill. The only ones it doesn't happen with are the oil ones from Serdia. I do love the oil ones. Me too, but I don't like the aftermath. Oh, I know. Same. I've been doing them like every day. So I'm dealing with a lot of the aftermath. But um, because they really like. Nourish. uh, They nourish and they also pull out parasites in a way that everything else doesn't. So you see them extract. Wow. Sorry, everybody. I know. I'm sorry, everyone. But I've been seeing this now for. It started at Syria like a year and a half ago, and and I mean, does not Marta to be mix gross, herbs for you outside stopped. of it? Yeah, she I does, haven't yeah. been lately though. Okay, I need to. I do too. I need to get back into it, but she does, and she's so brilliant. And yeah, shout out to Marta of Serdia mm-hmm. Spa, and all of the women there are phenomenal. Yeah, that are so them. supportive. 
So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey, or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child, and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. side note and we're gonna get back to your healing journey did you go see master jing or zhang no the woman who makes supplements appear out of thin air no okay Wait, we gotta talk what? about this. i need this person in my life in a very very quick synopsis i'm gonna tell you about this and then we're gonna get back did to your Marta healing send journey. you to her yes because i had spirits attached i always have spirits attached to me and i don't know if they're just guides truthfully or if i just have a gazillion spirits that are like we want to work with you but she told me about her and Coincidentally enough, I had had a couple of friends who had also seen this woman years ago and I had made a mental note, but I didn't go. So Marta said this specifically. She's like, I just want to warn you. She's like, she doesn't wear sleeves, even China, because she's a Chinese master. Mm -hmm. She can't live there. She's so famous that she'll have like blocks of people waiting for her. But she makes supplements or sometimes like those healing plastic turtles appear out of thin air in her hands. Um, So I just want to warn you about that before you go. And I was like, give me her number. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess like she, yeah, China even came out as a government and said, we cannot explain her gifts. They tried to debunk her. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my gosh. So she just lives in like a tiny house in Fullerton in a suburb because a lot of people immigrate there from like a lot like my friend who is Sikh his Indian family has a huge community there Mm -hmm. so it's very very big community so she just is like living this average life this normal life in the suburbs of Fullerton that's hilarious (laughs) and she has a a translator who you make the appointment with and you work with so we'll have to link that below finally yeah but so I go to her and we're sitting the same distance you and I are and she has like her you know native garb on you can smell she's been cooking like just really beautiful domestic like healing woman and so we're sitting down and she starts to scan my body and I guess the way she sees it she's having you breathe in and out and she sees colors and and she scans all of your organs so she confirmed back what my blood tests always say and so she was like your thyroid whenever you're tired or angry it goes out eat more grapefruit gets down to my breast I know gets down to my breast and was like did your maternal grandmother and aunt um, have and die of breast cancer and one of them's ovarian but it's a very similar Mm -hmm. cancer and 
And I said, yes. And she said, well, you have the gene. It's dormant. We're going to sweep it out of your body. And then she gets down to my liver and she's like, have you been trying to conceive? And I said, yeah. She's like, have you been on supplements for a long time? And I said, since I was 18, I've self, you know, prescribed so many supplements. And she said, stop everyone today. Really? And I was like, can you explain to her, <laughs> telling the translator that I have the MTHFR? Right. I need like my B methylated Bs. And I, she said, if you want to have a baby, stop taking them Seriously? today. Yes, everything. Because it's just taxing your liver? She's like, I can see five different colors in your liver. And oh, no. even when you're conceiving, your body can't handle the pregnancy. So it's not going to, you know, and basically right. that's what I was intuiting has been happening. Yeah. And so she said, stop today. And and I was like, oh my God, I'm so, and oh, and it gets even crazier. I'm going to give this in a snippet. I swear to God, this no, will I'm be a so three hour this. podcast. We're going to give back I'm to so all for it. <laughs> so then she tells me that and gives me the advice. And she's like, your uterus is a little bit tilted. So, you know, like have sex on a pillow and roll to your right after. And one fallopian tube's a little bit smaller than the others, but it's still functioning. Now she starts like kind of waving her hand very gently and starts chanting to a medicine Buddha poster behind her. And literally she was holding out her fingers like this, her index and thumb finger about like half an inch apart. And in front of my eyes, uh, invisible ball starts to form until it becomes more and more visible to an orange homeopathic like pellet. And she said, put this under your tongue. And I went, holy fuck, magic really does exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. I've never heard of such an amazing thing. Gonna give you her number today. Yes, I'm going. <laughs> Gonna drive straight to Fullerton. That's and then she's like, unreal. put it under your tongue and, you know, like visualize all these things of health. And then she goes, there's a woman in her 60s with white hair that's standing behind you. She said she raised you. And that's my grandmother who my paternal one who basically raised me and and she was like she's wanting to tell you that when her brain went fuzzy because she had Alzheimer's she knew you were still coming to visit her she knew that you were at her deathbed and then really inquisitively she was like what kind of training have you done and I was like huh not not no training and she was like you have very specific special guides that are like only and she wow. she said at the end she was like I wish I could speak English. And if I ever learn how to speak English, I want to show you what I do because you have the gifts. Like you have these guides. I know. And Maybe you should learn Chinese. <laughs> Which is what the hardest Mandarin or I Chinese know, or yeah. something. I know. But wow. anyways, so that was like a preemptive thing. Three days later, I happened to see my friend Unique. And I've been talking about this on the podcast. So everybody kind of gets to hear about this again, but who had had the worst case of Crohn's of anybody I'd ever, ever heard of. I mean, two hours of sleep a night, like the craziest Gosh. inflammation. Her husband would hardly touch her. It felt like she was being bruised. I mean, her hormones, everything. And 90 pounds. Long story short, I just intuitively had the feeling I was like, Unique, how did you ever heal? Because now she coaches people and is a nutritionist. And she was like, well, I tried out all the things, you know, like we've been through and the specialist. And, and I remember watching that on her Instagram years ago. And if you saw this woman today, not only is she like physically the most beautiful, normal human being I've ever seen in my life, but so vibrant, so healthy, has the energy. And so she said, it's this woman, Karen Hurd. A friend handed me her book, said, I haven't read this. If you feel called, I felt called to give it to you. She read the first two chapters and she went, holy shit, this is crazy enough. It might actually work. And so this woman's whole theory is, and it makes the whole fucking world of sense. After like all of the things you and I have tried, mm -hmm. it's so simplistic. 
everybody when they're trying to cleanse the liver. And it was so liver focused that I knew it was exactly what I had to hear after seeing Master yeah. Xing. I'm saying that correctly, I hope. A, like her whole theory amongst a couple of other little things are basically the way she came into doing this is they had their house fumigated. She got back her youngest daughter, who was of crawling age, started to internally bleed or bleed or something and took her to all the specialists. And they said, she's terminal. She's going to die. And Karen said, well, I have my master's in biochemistry. So I'm actually going to take myself to medical libraries and teach myself how to heal my daughter. And her one big thing, I mean, there's other little parts of it, but the big thing is the liver produces four and a half cups of bile a day, which therefore goes through the gallbladder, goes through the intestines. And right before it gets to, I think it's the large intestine, it loops back and recirculates. So if it, it has all of the hormones, if you're an overproducer of hormone, it has all of our toxicity, all of the things our body is, you know, filtering or the mold. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that binds with it and stays married to it all the way until you literally poop it out is fat soluble fiber of legumes. So she's literally called the bean queen. <laughs> Have you oh heard my of God, this? No, this I actually is amazing. really want to turn you if you feel, obviously, no, I, if you I'm feel so into it. Yes. But I've so basically her whole thing, and she has like loads of podcasts on her site and, and all of these testimonials, she's totally put unique within, I think, like nine months to a year and a half, fully in remission, works with like cancer patients to arthritis to blot every single thing. And it's like the missing piece that I've never heard of that actually fully detoxifies the liver. Oh my gosh. So are you eating a lot of beans? So many. Like beans. how many? So. <laughs> like three meals a day. <laughs> so it kind of varies per whatever somebody's going through. And Unique is who I've initially started working with. So I'm actually working with both of them. So if anybody's actually looking to work with these women that are listening, it's Unique Hammond, who we'll link below, as well as Karen Hurd. And so Unique likes to say, I'm a warrior. And like, I'm a warrior on Karen's war, you know, now mm -hmm. because it was the one thing that could actually heal her of all the stuff. That's amazing. Which I have to say on a segue is remember that episode with Maggie that you yeah, listened yeah, to? Yeah, I love that. How she healed herself with nature. Yeah. Well, we were just having dinner in Amagansett a week ago. And I, I was like, when you finally healed yourself, Maggie, you were down in Peru. So, yes, you were in the sun. Yes, you were like, all the things that we talk about in that episode, but I was like, how many beans were you, like how much yeah. beans were you eating? I'm and, curious. And she was like, well, I guess it really was a staple. And the whole thing I was focused on that whole time was like a lot of cleansing the liver. Wow. I know. And yeah, she's like in full health. And full health. When I saw those women that healed her, the, yes, the twins, women, the twins yeah. that she brought here. I think I told you this, but I felt like completely free of my symptoms for <gasps> two weeks. What? And then they came back, but yeah. it's because I only got to see them once. And yeah. she was like living, I mean, I believe living with them or near them and saw them many, 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 times. many times. And they had told me you would need to like come back and and see us many more times. Wow. But yeah. So I'll turn the scissors you on. And the, egg and the candle. And, yeah. The Olympia. Yeah. So but cool. But that's amazing. Short, I know. Okay. So beans. And I need to see this woman who makes the oh, supplements yes. appear. Oh, and I the last long story short, Unique was like my perfect expander that day because I was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone's used to barley. The demanding. cutest meow. I've, I'm literally meow. having an office. You can tell I'm always with cat, with cats. <laughs> cutest bark I've ever heard. That is, that so, 
it, it sounded like, like a one. meow, right? <laughs> but um, are you part cat? This is kind of maybe for you as well. When I first spoke to Unique, I was like telling her about what Master Zhang said, and I was like, "But Unique." do you know anybody with the MTHFR? Like who doesn't take supplements? She's like, yeah, me. <laughs> She's like, and my daughter. I, and oh, she said wow. the same thing. She intuitively at that time got off of every supplement. And she's like, Lacey, when you're eating a lot of black beans, it's, it's totally, you know, trans, what do you call it? Like, um, she's so scientific about it. Like it's key components and blah, 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 blah. As a wow. nutritionist, but she's like, I get plenty of folate, you know, I'm That's sure. so good to know. Through blood tests. So she was my expander. Yeah. Okay. Let's get and back on your mine. health journey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Interesting that you say that because just recently my friend who's very intuitive with me when it comes to me, she keeps telling me like she feels that I'm taking way too many supplements and medications for my body. And Jonathan has been telling me that ever since we met. Wow. Because so, if you think about what the way that Master Zhang said it, because I've been a junkie. I mean, like I was a full-blown junkie. If you look at my medicine cabinet right now, I know it's bananas. Saying, my kitchen is basically a horrifying place. I know, which has been like literally the most liberating thing on the planet to not yeah. travel with supplements oh and my stuff god anymore. yeah and it just sends your body the message that you're healthy it, it totally does what, and it's one of the first ayurvedic principles that i learned was wow. to send your body the message that you're healthy <sighs> and not by taking so many supplements supplements which sends your body the message that you're sick and you need these support you don't produce these on your own that's exactly what master Zhang said she was like your body's what are you seeing now (laughs) (laughs) oh i know oh my god so much what do you see well you have now like this um orange glow that's well part it's just basically like coming off of your body it could be the floors like are so orange. Well, I also, like, it's beautiful the way the sun's coming in, yeah. but it's also an auric feeling. That's the... Kate and Mama Medicine always see that on me. Orange. orange. Yeah. Yeah, I orange believe that's, like, creativity. Is it? I, I forget what she said. I forget, too. But that's what Master Chung was saying, is that basically our body takes the messaging um, that it's going to live off of those nutraceuticals and nutrients rather than make it in our own body, like extract it from our food and stuff. Mm, so that makes sense. Okay. Back to your healing yeah, journey. Now. So Sorry. I did all of those healing things for like for a while, the ozone and everything for about 10 months and tried everything I could ever possibly hear of. I was water fasting. I water fasted for weeks at a medically guided fasting center. Which you found to be very helpful. Santa Rosa. Well, that's when my eczema cleared up. So I was there for the eczema and for the fibroid. And during that fasting point, you weren't on supplements, right? No, I wasn't because you just stop everything while you're water fasting. I was only taking a thyroid medication, but which I recently stopped taking, but I was taking it during that time. And yeah, those were incredibly healing. I wanted to shrink my fibroid, but it didn't shrink because it was just so large by the time I even started fasting. So I had a surgery to get that removed, which was really difficult on my body Mm -hmm. and basically debilitating for a really long time because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even sit up on my own because I had my stomach muscles were just sliced open. But on top of that, like with Lyme and bacteria and the brain fog, it was just a very rough time. So then my healing was just at a standstill. 
Um, my skin was a mess. I mean, like cystic acne everywhere. And which for anybody listening, sitting here today, your skin is like, like Lila's because Lila used to have a lot of skin issues and stopped the IUD, but you guys are just like glowing. It's a very good sign of health and improvement and hormones. Yeah. So I always have to look to those pictures to remind myself how far I've come on the days where I feel like, oh, I'm just so tired and I don't feel well. It's so nice to see how far I've come. It's so encouraging. So after all of that, um, I started doing stem cells Mm -hmm. and I do those once a month umbilical cord stem cells that I get just injected straight into my body. And that's been hugely healing. Mm -hmm. That's when I first got some bursts of energy and was able to exercise again. And it's still very up and down, but I get them once a month and they help me so much. Where do you go for those? I go to my Lyme doctor. Oh, she does them. Yeah, she does. We get them from Irvine and it helps. It helps so much. And she was very confident that they would help because I had just spent so much time reducing the toxic load in my body for about a year. She didn't want to start them at first because I wouldn't have really reaped the benefits. So that's been really helping. And then I had a cavitation surgery. You just had um, one, right? Yeah, like I six had, weeks ago. Did you have like teeth extracted? or? So I had four wisdom teeth extracted in high school. And she found the cavitations mm-hmm. in my jawbone. And then once we did the surgery and she biopsied what came out, we found like just horrific amounts of bacteria. Yeah. I had the same recently. I had to have two teeth extracted, but same. We opened up all of my things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You went to Texas, right? Yeah. To no- Nunnally yeah, or whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was really rough because after that surgery, I was detoxing all of that bacteria. I don't know if you had this experience. No. And it was just too much for my body to handle. And I was taking a few different things like to heal from the surgery, pain medication and because I had to. It was just the worst pain I've ever felt. Really? Did they um, do like the blood, what do you call it? Platelets, blood platelets inside um, to... No, I don't think so. Yeah. She, she just like drilled down to the jawbone. I mean, she's this amazing holistic dentist. But for me, the surgery was just so challenging. Okay. So after I was taking pain medication and then I was taking a lot of chlorella, Mm. which was advised to me to Mm -hmm. soak up the bacteria, but I took too much chlorella and I basically sent myself into this horrible (laughs) reaction, horrible reaction in the middle of the night. Um, I took all of that before I went to sleep. And I also took, I usually take CBD to sleep, but I took something else, which I thought was CBD. I was very out of it, but it was THC. And so THC and pain medication is actually like a deathly combination, <gasps> especially the pain medication I was on. What was it called again? Tramadol. So if anyone's ever taking that after surgery, just don't mix it with anything. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought I was dying and I thought I was having a stroke. Like and, speedballing vibes or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, I... First, I felt like all my organs were shutting down and I've never felt that in my entire life. So I was standing in my bathroom because I got up to go to the bathroom and was sat on the toilet to pee and I couldn't, like could not, would not, nothing would come out. And so I started 
basically having a panic attack like are my organs shutting down like this has never happened in my life is my 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 body's not feeling like it's working so I started screaming for Jonathan he came in and I was telling him I think I'm having like a stroke or a heart attack I think I'm dying you need to call my doctor and my mom and I I just went like absolutely hysterical for many hours and was just like in and out of going to like a very different place. And I was so aware that it was like the influx of chlorella that I had taken with the other stuff. I felt like there was just a lot of um, foreign stuff in my body. And then I looked it up later and saw that tramadol and THC causes death and comas and heart attacks and strokes and it was awful so we called my mom in the middle of the night and they live in our building so she came down and we just didn't know what was going on and that was a really big wake-up call for me that's when I decided to take time off from my podcast and from a lot of different work and just everything because my entire life flashed before my eyes that night and I saw what matters and what doesn't matter. And what doesn't matter is like trying to maintain this business that I've built at this time. Like I need to be healthy. I need to be focusing on the people who love me, who are taking care of me, who I love. And I was putting so much of myself still into my business and my podcast and my brand. And I thought I was resting, but I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of clarity during that experience because I truly thought for sure that I was not going to make it until the morning and it was awful. And then the aftermath was worse because (gasps) the pain was so bad and I was afraid to take the pain medication and it was basically um, an experience that needed to happen because it was yet another wake up call that I need to focus I need to put myself first and um and really heal yeah and to really heal requires what the Palladians are saying yeah 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 and and I talked to them about it yeah what did they say they said because I was convinced like I had to go through this yeah and they were like no you did not <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't put you through this the universe didn't put you through this that was an accident, oh, like what wow. happened. And that was interesting for me because I'm such a believer that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and everything's chosen and guided and everything. And they said that was more of like an accident. But yet again, I needed it. Yeah. So that was a big wake up call for me. And that's what opened me up to deciding to try a new treatment now, the bee venom therapy, which I'll try after my wedding and after my honeymoon. So wow. now I'm kind of just. And do you suggest during your process any of those things that you did? Like if you're like, don't waste your money on this. If you are going through, I know every journey is unique, but Mm -hmm. if you're going through Lyme, what would be like if somebody was going to invest an amount of money? Because I had, you know, a former girl on our team, you know, ask about a couple of things I did and see if it's worth it. And I was like, honestly, I would put your money towards other stuff. I know. So what, what, what is, you know, like now I'd be like, yo, try the bean thing. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. It's so accessible it's so affordable and it's like it's reaping like these incredible 
full healing results, whether you have like chronic Crohn's to IBS to so arthritis. Amazing. I haven't seen anything on Lyme on her side though. Yeah. So I don't know about that. But the symptoms are so interconnected. And it would, it would assume to me that Lyme is a lot about literally detoxifying everything out of your body. That's why sometimes I think, I mean, Lyme, Crohn's, all these different things. I feel you can treat them similarly just from my own personal experience. Of course, everyone's bodies are different, but strengthening the immune system and detoxing are like the two huge things. So I would tell people for sure to make sure that they're on some good supplements um, unless (laughs) their liver is working too hard, but some good like lime killing herbs, which there's a lot of different Chinese medicine herbs. So sometimes that means seeing a good Chinese medicine doctor, acupuncturist, or a Lyme doctor who's open to holistic treatment and supplements, which a lot of Lyme doctors are. Mm -hmm. Taking a really good binder, like a charcoal or a clay every night because you Mm want to make sure everything you're detoxing out is coming out. Yeah, or beans. Yeah, Yeah, binders of any kind. And then sweating. So infrared sauna. I would highly recommend when I was first really, really sick. I did it every day, which might be too much for some people. So you can just listen to your body like once a week even is really good to get that infrared, pulling it out. And then stem cells mm. have been the hugest Who, factor Who's for your me. doctor? I might go see her about stem oh, cells. Oh, you should. So I just like for very many vanity reasons. People see things. her for anti-aging. Yeah. She has a lot of like celebrity clients for Lyme and for anti-aging and yeah. just for like I've been curious about st- yeah, stem cells yeah. for a while. So her name's Dr. Erica Lehman. Okay. She works in Beverly Hills Great. at Pro Health Group. Great. I can give you her info. Yeah, but I for everybody listening, um, she's also... Such an angel in my life. We definitely have past lives together. Mm. I, when I've done plant medicine, I have seen her like she's appeared. Before you worked with her? No, after. But like she appeared and I saw how intertwined our souls are and that she's really living out her soul's path right now. And she's a very spiritual person. Mm -hmm. And I told her that, of course. And she was like, so touched because it's true like she's really living her soul's path and she had to do a lot to get to where she is and she's like a mother figure to me now like she's always checking in on me and she's the reason that I'm so much more healed than I was before I knew her so I love her wow Mm -hmm. oh I'm so happy to hear that well even though it's on hold Let's talk a little bit about being an entrepreneur because so many people tune in here and you've really created a business that is totally you, right? Yes. Even though you're taking, and this is even more authentic, like you're really taking the time right now to heal. What would be your biggest words of advice to create a business in this landscape right now? Yeah. So... Well, I started like six and a half years ago and so much has changed. So right now is just such a different landscape. When I started, Instagram was pretty new. It was 2013 and Instagram, I think, started in 2011. So people weren't really using it yet for blogging and for reaching people. It was much more of like a personal thing, except for celebrities were the only people who would have like... 
oh, I don't know, tens of thousands of followers way back then because that was a lot when mm -hmm. there weren't that many people on Instagram. So I created an Instagram account called The Blonde Vegan and I pretty quickly figured out how to get people to see it, which was like hashtagging and engaging and interacting with people because Instagram was completely different than it is now. And I wish that that same advice would be just as beneficial now. And it, and it could be depending on what your content is and how different it is and how, what kind of audience you're looking to build. Um, but now I always tell people who are lost and unsure of what they want to do. Um, I truly believe starting a blog on a topic that you are absolutely in love with is great for anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, anyone, unless you don't like writing or you don't like um, photography or anything that could go on to a blog, then maybe not, maybe yeah. not for you, but anyone who's remotely interested in the creative field, there are so many topics. I mean, I used to tell my brother who was like, Lacey, what kind of blog should I start to be successful? And I was like, Kellen, if you are the biggest coin collector on the planet, yeah, better started about that because you're going to find a million other coin collectors. 100%. And yeah. those people will be so dedicated and so grateful. So there's whatever topic that you love that you'll never get sick of that you could go on and on about forever. And maybe you can get sick of it and then you can pivot into something else. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's so nice. And also to have that creative outlet on the side of whatever else you're doing and you never know what it could turn into. And I say that because I think a lot of people listening probably are into the creative field or wellness or spirituality, these things that we love so much. And I think there's an endless audience out there for all of that content. And I think people who get discouraged about the space being oversaturated, I don't think there's anything to worry about because there's just endless billions of people out there. There is an audience for everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't think this space is oversaturated. I think it's just begun. Mm -hmm. And I see people starting podcasts and blogs and different things, businesses all the time who grow so well and so rapidly, or even if it's not rapid, I think there's so much room here and it's really, really fun mm -hmm. to, to see what people create. And then what's your guys's most engaged channel and successful channel? Your guys's, but yours. Yeah. yeah yours. Well, pretty much the podcast. Yeah, ours too. I think that changed everything. Yeah. Um, I had been blogging for like how many years at that point, maybe four and a half or so. And starting a podcast just really connects to the audience in such a different way. Um, they feel like they know you and, and they do. And so people come up to me all the time being like, this is so weird, but I feel like I know yeah, you. And I, I always say, too. you do know me. I know. I'm like, you, I do the same. Yeah, I'll you, don't, up to you don't feel like you know me. You do know yeah, me. Yeah, that's yeah, true. And anyone listening should always come up and say hi to both of us. Totally. I mean, I love it. It gives me a purpose. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me that I'm not just talking into like the same. ethers. Yeah. Um, so for sure the podcast and then Instagram has always been a place for me because that's where I started before I even had like a physical website. Oh, wow. Um, and I had this amazing like web developer, graphic designer who I went to college with, who told me once he built the website, um, 
you have a lot of traffic on this website. It's brand new. You could really do this for for a living. Wow. And I was in grad school and I was just like, really? I just, and people were not blogging for a living at that time. Yeah. But I felt like it was right. And so I left grad school to to blog and great without ever really having made any money on the blog yet I just knew yeah and I'm so glad I did what do you foresee in the future like what lights up your heart right now of what direction you want to go in oh my gosh well it's really nice to be asked this question while I'm on a bit of a hiatus because it's reminding me I'm getting re-inspired about things that I was just getting kind of like tired in my everyday life which made it hard to even think about what do I love the most. I love so much podcasting and connecting with people in real life that I think as long as I'm feeling better next year, I really want to travel to some different cities and some popular cities for my listeners and my readers and do live podcasts there and teach workshops and just really connect. And then writing Mm -hmm. has always been what I love. So writing books, I know that a memoir will come out of this whole journey and I'm really excited to write it. So that's what I'm like the most excited about above and beyond. And I feel like I I just got to start it Mm -hmm. Um, before I felt like it wasn't time yet. And I I just love to write. So I, I would be happy writing books for the rest of my life. Poetry, fiction, memoir. It just excites me so much. A true nonfiction writer. And, yeah. and fiction. Totally. Wow. Um, how this is, I have trouble with this. How do you balance being in the public eye and then intimacy? Cause I'll just shut down. Like I won't even right now I've deleted Instagram off my phone. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Like Instagram actually causes me zero, not zero trouble. Things will trigger me of course, mm-hmm. but I'm primarily, I have a secret little account, which oh, is nice. just for expanders that I'm tuning into the most. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, I was like, how, how much will this help my healing process if I get rid of it? Cause I'm not exposed to so much blue light dopamine dopamine mm-hmm. like production of hormones mm-hmm. and it honestly isn't making that big of a difference in my life but how do you find your balance because you seem really integrated I mean like really on and open I mean I don't know right now because you're taking a break right. but what's been your philosophy around this well I'm definitely working on boundaries because I have had none right. <laughs> in the past literally zero yeah. I've shared everything basically in real time for six and a half years and I've seen how at times that's been my only choice more or less because knowing that I'm a reflector and knowing I share these things they help people they radically transform people's lives even when I didn't think they would or intend on them doing that I've known there's a purpose behind all of that but now being about to get married and working on my health I realized that there are parts of my life that are just for me and that are just for me and Jonathan Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's very healthy and very important so I have been spending when I can when I because I am pretty addicted to sharing everything and that's something that I'm working on too that I've asked myself why am I so addicted? Is it because I'm so used to it or am I addicted to all of this feedback, um, feedback yeah. and like, and I, and when I took a break from social media last year for a short period of time, but it was supposed to be longer. I had a really hard time because I missed everyone. I missed the community. I missed sharing 
what I'm going through because then I felt very alone mm. where usually I can share and then all these other people who are also sick yeah. and dealing with things and then I don't feel alone anymore would respond. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm feeling really low energy and and sick and then I run into someone who's really like expecting me to be like the energized version of me and then I start I'm like feeling pressure like oh my god they probably like didn't even like me in real life and that all of that has caused some pressure and made me realize that boundaries are so important and I think the more that I can instill them the happier I will be but I'm working on it and Jonathan's been a really big part of that um because he works really long hours then he comes home and I'm still on social media answering people and he's like you need a break too like you need to set some kind of boundaries um so that you're not working from bed at night so I believe that wholeheartedly and I I struggle because I love it so much and it fills me up and it depletes me a bit at the same time I get that. Yeah. yeah. Just finding that dance really that works for you, what boundaries and when you're on and off and all, I totally understand yeah. that. Last question. What, how do you feel you're up-leveling spiritually right now? How do I feel I'm up-leveling spiritually right now? Well, that's a really good question. I feel more so than ever in my life, which is really exciting because I'm finally allowing myself this space to just be. And I feel like I'm really trusting and opening the way that we've spoken about in this episode more than ever. And I just catch myself now when I have negative self-talk in my mind, I catch myself reversing it and um, kind of nipping it in the bud like very quickly where before I just wouldn't even know to do that. And that has created a lot of space and lightness for me. I feel like I've been on a spiritual up-leveling journey ever since I really got sick. And now I just know that there are good things to come and I don't really know what they are, but I'm excited to step into all of it mm-hmm. and and just embrace like the Pleiadian side of me, the medium side of me, the human side of me that is learning to live in the moment more and not be such a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And and just be really comfortable. And I've had to be like really rigid with myself for a couple of years with food and supplements and fasting and not exercising and all these things that I couldn't do and mm-hmm. shouldn't do because of my health that I'm looking forward to just being a little bit more spontaneous. And I think that will serve me really well. And yeah, we'll Great. see where it all goes. Oh, I can't wait. channel it all into something. Something. Yes. Actually, two more questions I was lying. Okay, yay. The second is, I think I just forgot it, but here's this one because I'm curious. Who are your current expanders right now in any facet of life? Uh Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Is it funny that I always feel like I have a lot? Like, is, no. should I be No, that's great. It? And you can have um, fragment ones. Yeah. So for like just little aspects. So well, a lot makes sense. You are a huge expander. Thank you. For so many reasons. I really want to live in Topanga. And you guys are going to, if you, yeah. I mean, if you want to, you're very quick. Manager. Yeah. And being in, in this home right now is so expansive for me and seeing 
the views and the quiet and the road to get up here and how much it reminded me of Santa Cruz and close to home. It's like the best of both worlds, really. Um, I absolutely love that. And then my my expanders have really changed, which I'm pretty like proud of myself because before Gabby Bernstein is like a huge, she's always been a huge expander for me and I love her. But as I've thought more about my life and my health and what I want, I don't, I I don't want what I thought I used to want, which was like a really, um, I don't really know how to say it, but like traveling and speaking and writing and speaking and more books and bestselling, like it, it sounds like a lot to me right now. And obviously it works for her and for a lot of other people, but I'm now looking at people who are doing things in a more slow paced fashion. Yeah. And that's really expansive to me right now. Um, gosh, who else? So many. I mean, Jenna, our uh, friend. Uh, what Jenna is Jenna? Zoe. How does she expand um, you? I love how she does what lights her up. Yeah. And she's really good in the ways that I'm still really working on about like living her projector life and working for a couple hours a day. And she's literally always in a hotel robe. In a hotel like, robe, eating with fruit. With the love of her life. Yeah, yeah, totally. Eating the foods that make her feel good, yeah. traveling, and like that very low stress. Yeah lifestyle every time i talk to her she's happy totally she never has anything to complain about she's figuring about. out something new in health yeah yeah she's yeah. cracked a new code totally and i love that i love to be around positive people who are light-filled who are doing what they love yeah great I mean, i'm not it's not that i'm drawing a blank it's just that there are so many yeah. and they're all people who are like traveling a lot which is maybe saying something about maybe what I would like to do next year as I start to feel better yeah yeah and what for you what would be the biggest resources of advice like the top most impactful things in your life that you think could benefit everybody Ooh, that's such a good question I definitely feel that Well, there's a book that I can recommend, The Untethered Soul, Mm -hmm. that probably a lot of people have read, but that really opened my mind. And it was like my first steps really into the spiritual world and realizing that I'm not my mind and I can let go of that and I can observe everything around me without reacting and not reacting is Mm -hmm. huge. Um, Infrared sauna, if you can go once a week, that's great. Twice a week, even better taking some kind of binder to get those toxins out. I love something called GI Detox. It's a charcoal um, made by this brand. You can get it on Amazon. It's really amazing. Colonics are really amazing. And what's Monica's last name? I, I don't know. I don't know either. I have her in my phone as Monica with a flower in Colonics. Oh my God. I, same. <laughs> I, have Mon- I saved her just the way Jenna sent her to me, which is Monica yeah. LA Colonics. Jenna and Dare who sent her yeah. to me too. Yeah. So, oh yeah. That must be part of what mine says too, because I got a shared contact. Yeah. yeah. So Monica takes just referrals and she yeah. works in Venice. And loves what she does and yeah. is, in her, is a shaman she's an in her expander. own way. Oh my yeah. God. She's like an angel every time I'm in there with and her. And her skin is so beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. She's amazing. So, Did you know that she grew up in Africa? Yes. <gasps> that story and is so beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. she's just like a true selfless yeah. angel. Like I agree. she spent time 
in Africa taking care of children for no pay whatsoever for years. And it was the happiest years of her life. Wow. She's amazing. I think she lives the coolest life. She's And she does a lot of kundalini yoga. She does. That's another tip I would give to people that really opened me up. And maybe those might have been the first like true tapped in psychic experiences that I had. Where yeah. I would see something and then it would happen. Yeah. Um, and that's all thanks to Kundalini. Oh, yeah, man. All that oxygen going to your brain. Yeah. I would have that too. When I, I, I remember I showed up to my very first class at Rama. I was invited, you know, for press by mm-hmm. Guru Jagged and I showed up in all black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the yoga mat, like ready to go to yoga. The opposite. Totally. I know. And then I, I mean, the whole, ex- but that day I had never been more psychic in all of my life. Yeah, because there was just so much oxygen. I miss going. We should go sometime. Let's go. Max wants to go so bad. Yeah. I'm like, 90 minutes. I, I prefer know. my sadhana. <laughs> I, I don't go enough anymore for that reason it's and for so others. Long. I just, but when I go, I'm so happy. So And happy. I used to go, I had a period of time where I would go like three days a week, which was wow. really fun. Tage, the teacher yeah, the in amazing. West Hollywood. Yeah. Jonathan used to live right next to that studio, so it was very easy for me to go all the time. Wow. Now I just don't leave my neighborhood that yeah. much. But yeah, Kundalini's amazing. Movement's amazing. Getting out in nature. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Even as a Lyme treatment, forest bathing. Forest bathing. Forest yeah. bathing at the retreat house. You guys yeah. have to come up. I, I want to get you, Dara, Jenna, and Krista all at yes. one time. That's my goal. Like our lunch. We that would love day. that. I mean, honestly, that's like and my Sophie. dream. Yes. I know. We I have love to get that. all of us. That's a high vibe group of people. It's a high vibe. All it's expanders a, for me. And for all sure. projectors with a reflector. I and know. if Sophie comes one generator. Oh, yeah. And she <laughs> is that perfect She'll keep balance. Us. Yeah. Sophie is such a generator. Yeah, that's so true. Well, tell us about your course. Yeah, so it's called Waking Back Up to Your Own Soul. And so it's Palladian channeled. Yeah, fully channeled. I mean, (laughs) so I did the course alongside of the first people who signed up. So like we did it, we had a bunch of people join and then we closed it. So that was the first round of people going through and I did it with them. And I swear I learned just as much as they did because Mm. it was so channeled. Parts of it I definitely remembered, but other parts I was like, oh my God, and I needed it. So I feel we create what we need the most. Oh, totally. I probably needed it more than anyone who was in it, who um, did it the first round. So it's nine weeks, but it's really can be done at your own pace. And it's nine modules all about waking back up to your own soul, which Mm. was something... So beyond the Palladians, I channeled it in an ayahuasca weekend. Oh, so wow. I physically saw the whole course in front of me as if it was like uh, a movie Candyland or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And I saw everything. So I created it in about like four days, which oh, wow. is crazy because I wasn't able to start it for a year because wow. I didn't have like the energy and I knew what I wanted to do. And after the plant medicine, I just had to do it while it was fresh. Wow. And it was really special that way. Um, and does it live currently online? Like people can go access it so now? So it's been closed okay. for the first round to finish, but it just finished. So when this episode comes out, we're opening it up and it's going to be open for a while. Excellent. So you can find it on thebalanceblonde.com and there, it has its own tab. So it's like nine basically nine steps to waking back up to your soul but it's pretty it's pretty out there it's not like 
the typical stuff you it's would find, a Libra, like do this, course. do that. It's yeah. like, oh my God, we are channeling our ancestors and we're uh, pulling traumatized emotions out of our body from this lifetime and from past lifetimes. Mm. And it it's really about connecting to our eternal soul. Wow. So, cause that's been the most healing thing for me overall is knowing that my soul is eternal and this human experience was chosen by my soul to enjoy and to have fun and experience love and not to be sick, but to go through the sickness yeah. to experience so much. And understand so many people and empathize. So totally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So the chorus is, is definitely another thing that I'm the most excited about. Excellent. I'm so glad people, because this will be the holiday season. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be nice Treat to yourself. go. Yeah. Check that out. Mm-hmm. And for you, we can find you on Instagram. Yes. At, at The Balanced Blonde. And your podcast too. Is, yeah. You have like uh, how many episodes for people to go and just geek out on, on the like past? Like 160, yeah. which is how great. How many downloads are you guys at? I think like 6 million. Amazing. Maybe Wow. Seven. That's fantastic. It's exciting. It's Wow. It's so fun to know that I mean, a lot that's of people so are much content. into it. And yes. Wow. Um, yeah. And you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and my website and YouTube. However people like to listen. Great. Um, and you've been on twice. Twice. It was great. I almost wanted to say three times, but I feel like yeah. your energy has been around. But yeah. defini- <laughs> definitely twice, which is two incredible episodes that have been people's favorites. up there in the favorites that's awesome Mm -hmm. oh man well i think people are gonna get a lot out of this one i'm sure i have a lot of healers to check out (laughs) yeah oh my god lists and lists dr erica lehman best doctor ever i know i'm gonna go check her out for stem cell yeah i'm excited about that because you're glowing thank you stem cells are (laughs) our next level incredible well, thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. So fun. In and we, your oasis. Oh, you have to go. Well, it'll be so nice when you come back next. It'll be Absolutely. so cozy. Yes. And have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. And I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this You'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward, and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. 
and in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>